0: So when I was at Business Mastery, I walked in there thinking I'm all that in a bag of chips. Like I'm doing really good. Like I am making all this money. I'm a foreigner. Like what else could I possibly to be done? Like I was very proud of myself. And then I realized at that, that event, hold on a minute. The average multimillionaire has multiple revenues of income, which I didn't have. I was making very good money, but all my eggs were in one basket. And then not only that they have multiple revenues of income, they only trade their time to one. Most of their money is horizontal. So I have a lot more to figure out. How am I going to make horizontal money? How am I going to make passive money so I can make money while I'm asleep?
1: Welcome everyone to the Cassandra Properties Podcast. A lot of value today, folks. We're joined by Gogo Bethke. She is the social media queen of real estate. A fascinating story, amazing uh, what she's done in a very short period of time in this industry. We're super excited that she's joining us today. Gogo, thank you so much for jumping on today. How are we doing?
0: Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Absolutely, our pleasure. So, uh, oftentimes we like to kind of start at, at the beginning. I find that you know when when connecting with the audience, giving them context and sharing with them the journey uh, is important, right? You know, it, it's if people take a look at your profiles, which we'll get into, they're unbelievable. They're remarkable. You've built a massive audience, and and we know firsthand how hard that is. So before we get there, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the story? Where you were born and, and how we came to America?
0: Yeah, I actually came to America as an au pair, a living nanny. I was twenty-one, and uh, I always knew. I my first recollection that I'm going to America was uh, when I was eight. Um, I was born and raised in Romania, Transylvania, and Romania in 1989 just went from communism to democracy, and we had a huge revolution, and they shot Ceausescu and all that. So it was a it was a big deal because my parents at the time, they were probably, I was eight, they were almost 30, you know, and, and so they lived 30 years of their life in, in, um, in uh, communism. So it was a big, it was a huge switch for them. And I remember my dad going to get um, a color TV and uh, a, a VCR player so I don't know if you knew anything about communism but you are pretty much shut off from the western world so your tv and your news is censored your mail is censored you can't even receive mail from outside of the country so I didn't know anything of the western world and uh, my dad went and bought the color tv and a VCR player and came home with two two uh, VCRs Eddie Murphy's 48 hours the, f- the first 48 hours <laughs> and the second 48 hours and and I just thought it was like I've never seen a black person before. I didn't even know they existed. And to me, he was the funniest human being. He seemed so happy. And I just thought as an eight-year-old, I I thought maybe he's so happy because of where he's at. So that was like my first recollection of, because my country wasn't that happy. You know what I mean? So then I thought it has to be because of where he's at. So that's my first recollection of like, I'm going to wherever that guy's at. Um, Didn't even know that was America, to be honest with you. And wow. so, you know, life is funny. You know, life works in a funny way. You put something out there to the universe subconsciously. A universe is gonna show you the way. And so at 21, I came to the US as an au pair, a living nanny. So my host parents were from Michigan and that's how I got to Michigan.
1: So uh, I, I have to go back here and just touch touch on this a little bit before we move forward. So yeah. what was it like Um, And and how fast was the transformation living in a place uh, where, as you're describing it, it it seems like a movie, right? That seems so foreign to us uh, having everything censored and for you to to be that cut off from the rest of the world and then to be watching Eddie Murphy on on TV, right? Uh, What was that transition like? Was it weeks, months, years that you went from such isolation to access to the world?
0: I mean, it was to me. It seemed like it was a switch of a button, like somebody just turned the lights on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, my parents put me to watch. Um, let me save this. I was trying to tag you guys, but for some reason, Instagram not popping up. So I'm gonna save it and tag you later. Um, To, granted, I was eight, you know what I mean? So I didn't necessarily understood it. I just knew it was very different. Like I've never had an orange or a banana up until that point because you don't have access, so just like you don't have access to the news of the the Western world, you also don't have import. So it's only whatever you're growing in that country. So I've never had, I remember I got bananas and oranges and chocolate like from um, Germany for Christmas and that was like my best Christmas ever like it was it was very different but you don't know what you don't know until you have access you don't know what you're missing until you have access to it until you know that it exists sure you know so it literally it was like someone just pulled the curtains open and there was this like I, don't, I remember when I came to the US and now this is 21 years later. or no, I was 21 at the time. So we are talking 13 years later um, and living with my host parents at the time and opening up the refrigerator and it was full of food, all kinds wow. of food. I've never seen a full fridge in my life. Like, don't get me wrong. We had food. We just never had a full fridge of like, oh, like you can just eat this today and that tomorrow and that like, you know, we had a bowl of like a. Um, Part of soup or we had some cold cuts, or we had some cheeses and some breads, but we never had like what's standard in the u s. that your fridge is full. Like every shop is full with food. Like I was in such a shock. I was like, I didn't know what I'm gonna try today. I didn't know what I'm gonna try tomorrow. Like I just wanted to try everything on the same day.
1: so th- this was, uh, I mean, y- you're the American dream, right? This is what they 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 talk about and sell on television, but it sounds like you are living the American dream. So, here you are. You come to the States as an au pair. Uh, I would assume there was language barriers, right? There were- Oh,
0: yeah. My English was really bad. <laughs> I thought I spoke because you had to speak somewhat of a good English to even you know, qualify to be an au pair or get selected. And I, and I thought I spoke English, but mind you, I learned British English. So that's very different from U.S. English and the slang. So the slang was probably the hardest part to get used to. Um, because it's usually a line from a movie or it's a line from a song or something that never m- made it to my country. Even if I saw the movie, I saw it with, 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 in my language, it was translated. You know what I mean? So it, it, that's the hardest, even to the day. I'll ask my husband, he's sitting across here right now. And I asked him, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, oh, somebody, what was that? Something somebody said yesterday about the toes. The I can't remember how they said it, but I was like, I don't know what that means. So I, I still <laughs> to the day, I've been in the country now for... Um, 18 years, still to the day, I have things that I don't understand. If it's a slang or if it's a saying or if it's a, you know, some, I just, somebody has to translate to me and tell me what that means.
1: So in 18 years, you, you go from uh, someone who's coming to the States with, uh, I suspect that you, you didn't borrowed come money. here with pockets full of money, right? Okay. So, I, so borrowed, you came. I
0: borrowed $200 and I did not know a single human being in this country.
1: Okay. And you go from that to being in a top three realtor, according to Instagram in the the country, Uh, number 16 on the top 100 realtors. You've got a a following on Instagram, a verified account of over 54,000. You've built a real estate team of over a hundred agents. Uh, so you, you certainly don't go from, Hey, I'm here to this level of success. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the time from when you arrived to America, Uh, to the point where you decided real estate is for me. Um, What was that like? How long of a period of time? And what were some of the other jobs perhaps that you worked on in between?
0: So I did what's called the process of elimination, what I don't want to be when I grow up. Mm -hmm. Um, So... (laughs) I've never was the kind of person that was like, Oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a ballerina or I'm going to be a vet. or I'm going to be a pilot or a doctor, or an actress. Like I never, I still don't know what I'm going to be when I, when I grow up. So I never had that figured out. I, I have the personality. There are a lot of things interest me. Um, when it interests me, I put a hundred percent of my time and effort into it. I figure it out. But then as soon as I figure it out, I'm kind of over it. So I never really found something that I felt like I could stick it out for a lifetime. So with real okay. the reason I love it is because it's every, there's not two days the same. I don't talk to the same people. I don't do the same thing. I don't go to the same office. I don't work on the same deal. Every single deal is different. Every client is different. Every day is different. So I never can get sick of it. If I could never have a job, there was like an 85, same people, same desk, same data entry job every day. I would lose my mind. It's, it's not my personality. So initially, I started out as an individual agent, just like everybody else. And I was broke. Um, brokered and broke, really. <laughs> I remember calling Dwayne, my husband and saying, you cannot eat out today. We have $6 to our name. Sorry, seven. He always corrects me. We had seven. Okay. Not six. We had $7. Um, so that's how it started. So when I got licensed, I didn't get licensed because that was my idea either. It was the neighbor's idea. I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. And she thought that I'm so social and, and I can make friends easily, even though I had no sphere. Um, locally, because I'm not from, I don't have, even to this day, I don't have anyone on this continent that is related to me by blood, like nobody, I knew nobody in this country. So when I got licensed, um, and this time I've been in the country for, well, I came 2003, 2011, when I got licensed, so eight years. So whoever I met, I met through my husband, or I met through school of my children's school and, and that kind of stuff. My kids were two and four at the time when I got licensed, so they were very young. And I got it right at the tail end of the real estate crash. So the foreclosures and the short sales. So when I got licensed, everybody thought I just made the biggest mistake of my life. Like, what are you going to do, that real estate? Like, did you miss that we are in a crash? I'm like, well, I figured if I can figure out real estate in the bottom, then I should be doing really good when real estate comes around. And that's That's exactly what that's exactly what happened. But so I'm a researcher. I, I don't like not understanding things. So when I got into the office, I started with a company called Real Estate One. I went in there and I pretty much annoyed. I want to say interviewed, but it was more like annoyed the top producers in the office. And I asked them, hey, what do you do? Why do you do this? How do you do this? Why are you a top producer? What do you do all day long? What's your schedule? How much do you spend? Those kind of things. And very quickly, I realized that they all spend a lot of money or a lot of time. On tasks that I hated doing. So um, many of them would buy leads, of course, to magazines or Zillow. Um, again, we had $7, so I didn't have $4,500 to spend on Zillow leads, um, nor would I have spent it if I had it. <laughs> it's just I don't like spending money. I'm, I'm, I'm not a spender. And um, then I realized, you know, many of them were farming, which also costs money. Postcards are very expensive. Then many of them were cold calling. Or door knocking, mind you. My name is Gogo, and and I had a very strong accent at the time, so cold calling was not for me. Plus, it feels like the gives me the weebie jeebies, you yeah. know. So I can't, I can't do it. I, and you know, the saying is that if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. I wanted to. I'm also no loser. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna. Start doing something and fail at it. If I'm doing it, I'm doing it 100%. But then I'm going to have to figure out, okay, what is my way? Because right. I know I'm not a cold caller. I'm not a door knocker. I don't have money to spend on leads. What am I willing to do then to be a top producer? And that's how social media came about for two reasons. A, it was easy generational wise. I, I was um, on it all the time because that's how I keep in touch with everybody back from back at home. And then it was free. Yeah, I could afford it.
1: So they say that necessity is the mother of all invention, right? So here you are.
0: uh, I love that. I have to write it down. I love quotes. I love quotes.
1: So you're exhibiting uh, behavior that uh, people of success and winners exhibit, right? You're looking at folks that have had success and you're watching and you're learning and and you're seeing. okay, what are they doing? How are they doing it? Uh, But out of necessity, you weren't able to pursue all of those pathways. So that's when you you see an opportunity in social media to go ahead and do this a different way. So um, for us, uh, you know, where we've had a measure of success out here in our market, we're certainly the go-to firm on Staten Island, um, but we have had less than uh, what I would call adequate success in the social media space. Right. So, uh, you know, where we're not a, an agency of 300 or 400 agents, we're never more than 30, uh, but we're full-time, uh, aggressive, vested uh, professionals. You know, we're, we're a little bit of a, a, a different niche here. And we have, uh, we've taken some courses, we even brought in, uh, I don't know if you know J-Man, uh, he's a, a, another uh, broker from, I believe it's the Northern New York State. Uh, great personality. He's had a lot of success with social media. He helped to start opening up my agent's eyes to the other side of it. Um, you know, before we spoke offline, uh, I had told GoGo that I believe that social media is without question uh, a place where every deposit you're making today, you're going to see incredible dividends down the road. I believe the currency of social media is the place to be now. Um, So you go to real estate one, you're starting to follow and watch and and, uh, out of necessity, create different ways to use social media. What's the next uh, step in your career?
0: So I stayed with real estate one for almost seven years um, and I did very, very well. The last year when I left from there. Um, I did almost 50 transactions, I think it was 40 something, 48 or something like that. And so I hit that personal level of production. So my personal next step was, okay, it's time to build a team. It's time to be able to, or I should be able to take that team nationally, internationally. And then I also went into getting my broker's license. So I was right in the middle of doing all that. Then I switched to Keller because of their profit share model so I wanted to take my step into the growth portion because eventually if you do this right eventually you are going to hit a personal ceiling there's only one of you and there's only 24 hours in a day so unless you right. can make more time or more of you or you can raise your price range to make more money. But I already did all that. At the time, the average price range was about uh, 280 in our area, and mine was 412. So I was like, I didn't want to go into that gated community. There's only two in our whole area. Homes at the time Set on the market a year to two before they sell. Yeah, I would make more money, but it would take me three times as long to make that money. So I figured it's time instead of multiplying me because I could not multiply time. So then I switched to Keller. February of 2018, um, for profit share reasons. So not only then I, I can build a local team, but now I can help agents nationally um, to join brokerages and, and have profit off of that. So that's how that started. I also got a share in the title company when I joined. And then from there, the same year, 2018, November, uh, November 1st is my anniversary year, I took my business over to eXp for the same reasons to be able to grow a team but this time internationally. So my goal was to grow. I, I if you stop growing, you're dying. Um, production was never enough for me. Um, actually, nothing ever is enough for me. To be honest with you, there's always there's always a next level. And so as as I'm you know as I'm growing in the industry, as you're opening one door and you realize, oh hold on a minute, there's this thing that I never knew anything about. And then when that open, when that door opens and you figure that out, you kind of realize of like, oh, okay, I didn't know about this. What is this door? Let me open this one. So it's just kind of you constantly go on to that next level, to that next level. So in 2018, right as I was switching to Keller, I went to a lot of Tony Robbins events. Do you do have you ever gone to any? Sure. Yeah. So I did, yeah. um, I, I did UPWT three times. I did uh, business mastery and then I did date with destiny. So when I was at business mastery, I walked in there thinking, I'm all that in a bag of chips. Like I'm doing really good. Like <laughs> I'm taking all it's this mumbling. money. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking all this money. I'm a foreigner. Like what else could I buy powerfully done? Like I was very really proud of myself. And then I realized that that event, hold on a minute. The average multimillionaire has multiple revenues of income number one, which I didn't have. I was making very good money, but all my eggs were in one basket. And then not only that, they have multiple revenues of income, they only trade their time to one. Most of their money is horizontal. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I have a lot more to figure out. How am I going to make horizontal money? How am I going to make passive money so I can make money while I'm asleep? As Warren Buffett says, if you can't figure out a way to make money while you're asleep, you'll never be wealthy. So yep, yep. that was that was my next step. So now um, locally, we have a cute little small team. All of the leads that we generate um, organically gets fed to the local team. But nationwide and internationally, we have almost 500 agents now in what we call Team go organization. So myself, now I don't sell anymore personally. Um, if a, a very close friend reaches out and says that they must work with me, they still reach out. Don't get me wrong. We still sell a lot. It's just not me personally i'm not legs on the ground anymore i'm in the background i help with marketing and negotiations but my team does all of the work um my current job now it's it's coaching and mentoring and that's what i love doing i mean imagine if i can instead of me personally selling five houses if i can have 500 agents sell one house a month and put food on everyone's table and better the economy and the company that i work with like that is where my time is, is better spent
1: so it's about scale right you have to you have to think in the context of scale so for it's crazy some of the parallels here uh in in how you're you're growing and how we're choosing to grow you know for us we talk about taking the lid off your earning potential right because there is only so many hours in the day And um, because we have a really strong commercial program, we try and convert our agents so that they can monetize both sides of the client's book. If you take the time to earn the trust and you connect with a client, it seems crazy if you're handling their commercial portfolio to let someone else handle the residential and vice versa, right? So with that though, even there, you still hit a lid. So there's an opportunity for teams and for expansive growth. And and it's, it's part of, I think, uh, folks like us, it's in our DNA right to try and think in that in that um, that methodology and always try and find a way to to work smarter, not harder and to bring this to a different level. What you've done is nothing short of remarkable uh, considering the, the the resources that you came here with. Now when you came to America uh, did you come with Dwayne or did you meet Dwayne in America?
0: No, I met Dwayne in a bar two months after I got here. <laughs>
1: Okay, I I the
0: St. Patrick's Day.
1: <laughs> okay, so is Dwayne also
0: in the business? uh He is. He, he. Honey, are you in the business? Come tell him.
2: <laughs> All right, we got a, a guest star appearance.
0: <laughs> Come here, Bill. I am.
2: Uh,
0: my hair is not ready. His hair my is hair not hair ready anymore. to be <laughs> a hair,
2: How you doing, boss? Hey, how we doing? So- I would say uh, yes and no. I am, What would you say? He, he
0: calls himself a full-time retired realtor.
2: Okay. I am. But we still, you know, still a lot of work on team building and, and you know, trying yeah. to change other agents' lives and things like that. So not 100% retired, but yeah. uh Retired for the most part. from the
0: transaction side, just like myself. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the,
1: the coaching thing, um, again, another parallel, we, we began doing... Uh, pretty intensive coaching, maybe a year, a year and a half ago, it had such a profound impact on my, not only my career in, in my business life, but my personal life. It had such an amazing impact that Rebecca, who's kind of the the right and left hand of the company, uh, we sent to get certified as a coach because we wanted to be able to offer for our agents um, the the ability to kind of get the mindset right. You know, you can stack system upon system and you can put process upon process if you're not able to get the mindset appropriate and ready and prepared and eager to earn and earn in a significant way. It just becomes that, a stack of systems and a stack of- a lot of information. uh, Right. right? So uh, I applaud you guys for pursuing the coaching route. I I would assume that this is, Immensely rewarding. Yeah, yeah.
2: So- it's the best job ever. Yeah, she's she's changing so many lives. It's awesome.
0: Thanks, yeah. babe. Um, so- it's absolutely the best job ever. And you know the other quote. As if you haven't noticed, I live by quotes. Um, the my other favorite quote is, "You can have absolutely anything in life, and the more people you help, get what they want." So that's the the impact. I want to leave the the biggest impact. You know, when I'm done, I want to put all my skills that God gave me to use. I want to help others to reach their goals. That is my drive. Is like I uh, love nothing more to watch people succeed. Like when they tag me and they're like, Oh my gosh, I got a lead from this swipe up, or oh my gosh, I can't believe that I, you know, grew my team. I didn't know that I knew this person and they reached out to me on social media. Like that's the that's the reason why I do what I do is, is is to help others because social media, it's not like it came easy to me. I was that annoying three year old that I I was like, but why? But why? If I push the button, what happens? If I push this button, what happens? So now that I have that knowledge, it's not like I have it all figured out, but I have some knowledge of social media. Um, why not to share it with others? And so, that's, where, that's where coaching comes in.
1: Yeah, so that there's um, until you've been in the position where you're able to empower and to help someone and see that connection and see that success, uh, for me at least, and I would I would suspect it's the same for you, there is nothing that comes even close uh, as far as deals and, and making deals and getting things done personally, watching uh, the process of empowering somebody else and having them adapt some of what you're trying to impart and then watch them go out a field and make it happen and see that excitement and watch them transform and, and believe in themselves. And you know, I, it's something I throw around in the office all the time is know your worth know who you are, and know I'm your back. value, you know, um, you're unique, you're special, and, and if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is. So to see and that happen. A-
0: oh, hold on a second. I'll grab my favorite book for that. Have you read this little pocketbook? book? No. Talking about Know Your Worth, I think it's section 10.
1: So the name of the book was Greatest Salesman in the World?
0: Yeah, it's section 11. It's one of my favorite.
1: So we have a book club here. I'll put that on the list.
0: One of the best books ever. It starts out slow. It's a little pocket because you can see this is my hand. I have tiny hands. And this is how (laughs) it is. Like it's a little book. You can literally fit into your back pocket. So this one says, I am nature's greatest miracle. Since the beginning of time, never has there been another with my mind, my heart, my eyes, my ears, my hands, my hair, my mouth. None that came before, none that lives today, and none that comes tomorrow can walk and talk and move and think exactly like me. All men are my brothers, yet I am different from each. I am a unique creature. I am nature's greatest miracle.
1: That's beautiful. Who's the author?
0: It's OG Mendino, the original gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, This is just one portion. Of course, the whole thing, the whole section, um, I mean, I underline everything. I don't want to read you the whole thing, but this one says, I am not on this earth by chance. I am here for a purpose, and that purpose is to grow into a mountain, not to shrink to to a grain of sand. Henceforth will I apply all my efforts to become the highest mountain of all, and I will strain my potential until it cries for mercy. Beautiful. And I, uh, it's just an amazing little book that I would read over and over again. Each chapter is something different. Um, I always have to have a book because I underline the parts that talk to me. And then every time yeah. you read, it, another part talks to you because you are so in a different phase of life.
1: The the book club for us has been a really special uh, opportunity where we take an hour a week and it's, it's voluntary. Whoever wants to participate, participates and you're able to connect and and share and glean uh, from each other, it's been a a really wonderful experience for us. I'm definitely going to add that to the mix. So someplace where we've, uh, as I had said in the beginning, we have not had the level of success that we wanted to, is lead gen through social. And this is your specialty, right? So let me share with you some of our frustrations and some of the issues that we've had And then maybe you could talk to us about some of the tips and tricks and things that you're doing. So uh, for us, we find that uh, we've been blessed in that we're a very busy office, right? The phone's ringing constantly. Uh, The emails are coming in constantly, you know, for a little small shop. Pete's done a tremendous job. I think we're up somewhere around 40, 45,000 page views a month on our website. Uh, So the agents are constantly getting uh, an opportunity to turn the business over, Right. With that, though, comes limited patience, unfortunately. Uh, And when we've tried different ad campaigns, either directly or through other companies, the lead quality we have found has been abysmal. Like, you know, nine out of 10 were so bad that, you know, it wasn't even about real estate, like, really, really, really low quality leads. is that just part of it? Is that just something that you have to deal with, so or I never run, page?
0: yeah, I never run ads. So all of my leads are organic. Um, so I guess my question is, when you're saying you're running ads, what platform are you running ads on? Are you talking?
1: Yeah. So, uh, PD, we've done Facebook. C- come join us for a sec. Uh, I be a
0: special guest?
1: Yeah. Now we've got another special guest coming in.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, the more the merrier. Hey, how are you?
2: So um, we've run Facebook ad campaigns. We've run Google. um, We've tried on Insta, uh, of course, Instagram, which ones are Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. um,
0: So let me uh, is there any way that you can maybe tell me about an ad that you're running that. So I can understand.
2: uh, So we've done individual property uh, ads. um, seller leads. leads Right. So individual property ads that we have listing for looking for buyers. And we've done overall seller lead campaigns where we're tar- trying to target people that are obviously in the demographic that we're looking for, that we think are more likely to sell. Um, and we try to reach them through there, through Facebook and, and uh, Google. We run Google search campaigns as well, uh, looking uh, targeting different keywords for all that stuff. Um, some of the challenges we're on Facebook though is with fair housing. I was telling James earlier, is like we can't really get you targeted. So that was always a challenge
0: there in the good old days when we could target an area we could map target a map just a little circle the whole neighborhood um and we could target age groups you know because if you're targeting that downsizer whose kids are going to college i don't need the 18 year old in that because they're not going to be downsizing anytime soon so with the whole age and all that gender and all that it is with the fair housing it's 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 hard but I don't want ads, so all of my leads come organic. Um, so my goal is to teach every single one of your agents. I call it fishing. You know, I want to, I don't want to give you a fish. I want to teach you how to fish for yourself. So I, I created actually, um, I was speaking last week at one of the events. So maybe you can grab that. Mariana, can you grab that video and, and post it in here so they can share it with their um, agents? That would be awesome. Um, so some of the things, I mean, I looked at your Instagram very, very quickly. Um, I can tell what you're doing wrong just by glancing at it. So people don't do business with businesses. People do business with people they can relate to and they love and trust. So when I look at your business, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. I have no idea if you're a man or a woman, if you're a team or a brokerage, or if you're individual agents, you have a team of 30. I have no idea. All I see is the property that you sold. The last one you sold, the last one you listed. And that is boring. Nobody cares about yeah. that. Not unless they are on the market for the next home, which people on average are on the market for anywhere from seven, about every seven to 10 years for six months. So if you can't entertain them in the in-between time, if you can't capture their attention. So if you look at mine, you barely see properties on mine. My job is, you know what I do for a living. I can freaking sell properties and I can negotiate. I'm one of the best marketers and I'm a a vicious negotiator. But the point is I don't need the people who know the properties I'm selling. I need the people to know what I do for a living and who I am. So my job is to make sure that you know my name. I'm that go-go chick. And then what I do, I sell real estate. And that's the two things I need them to know. I need them to know my name and I need them to know what I do for a living.
2: So go when they are, yeah I just want to so that's one thing I struggled with with the Cassandra properties. Um account where is that that's the that's the the company that's the office that's everything and that's where it becomes difficult to kind of try and find like a um a personality for it i would say as far as like the agents go that's what i've always tried to push them to do as well is become uh, the, the person behind, you know, the, the agent or the, you
0: account. can't hide. So you have to show who the person is though. Cause again, people do business with people. So, um, James, are you the name and brand? Uh, who's the head of Cassandra properties?
1: So um, I'm the head of Cassandra properties. The namesake, uh, was mom. Mom started it in 1989.
0: There you go. So one <clears> of the <throat> things you should do, one of your first videos should be, Hey, let me tell you about Cassandra properties. I know I don't look like Cassandra cause Cassandra is my mom. So let me tell you how this started. And then you just go into it. So then now you can have the relationship with people. They're like, oh, I didn't know. You're, I used to use Cassandra. Oh my gosh, she's your mom. I had no idea, blah, blah, blah. So you like that's a conversation starter. So that's your opening into allowing them to see who you are and see into your world. And then all you need to do is this is your office. This is my office right here. I carry it everywhere I go. And all you need to do is grab it, just shoot a quick little video. When you guys have your luncheons, or when one of your agents just sold $4 million this month, or when you just had 30 agents, you never had 30 agents before, whatever that is, let the people get to know who Cassandra Properties is. That's where the organic leads come in. When they are like, oh my gosh, Jessica just bought a house from you. She's our neighbor. I had no idea. I would love to work with you too. How much did her house sell for? I'm curious. And then you're going to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. We just closed down. And it was 429 She's like, seriously? She doesn't even have a basement. How much would mine worth? Well, let me run your comps very quick. And it just goes on and on and on. It's like a never ending. The other awesome part is now you could create your hashtag. So you would create Cassandra Properties agents, hashtags, and then all of your agents would have their accounts created with the Cassandra Properties hashtag, agents hashtag, so you know that all of those agents belong to your brokerage. And then every time they go and they spread the world about what they are doing, because this is going to have to be individual. You cannot run your social media for them. Your social media runs for you. Now, if the, those leads come in and you don't work it anymore like myself, you feed it to agents on rotation, however you do that. But you also want to teach them to do the same. You want to teach yeah. them to be able to fish and put that fish onto their table. So everybody has to go to the training. Everybody has to be on the same page. And you'll see as you're building it day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year, eventually you're never going to have to buy leads again. You're not going to have to. The reason I show up on Google and on, on the top pages, I've never paid for that. It's because I'm everywhere. Like I hashtag, I tag, and many people tag me. I tag many people. So I show up on other people's sites. I go on a lot of podcasts. So the brand of GoGo's Real Estate and, you know, hashtag Gogo or hashtag GoGo's Bootcamp, all of those things are, the world is spread by multiple people at the same time. So you said you have over 30 agents there or almost 30 agents. There's your opportunity to have the Cassandra Properties Inc. or Cassandra Properties Agents hashtag be branded daily by 30 different people at the time, multiple times a day.
1: So,
2: so I think see for James. James is a very good on his account, where he does a mix of everything of business and uh, been mixing a lot more personal stuff to show the person he's behind there. I think perfect. we need to connect him more with the brand itself overall, and that's where we. Need. And, and the individual, the And The individual agents, yeah. So James,
0: so, what is your account?
2: I have
1: no idea. What's j, my Instagram j_prandomano. account? J underscore Prendamano. J
0: J_, underscore. How do you spell last name?
1: P R. E-N-D-A-M-A-N-O.
0: Oh, I see the hat.
2: It's the hat.
0: Same guy. Okay. So let me see this. Awesome. So the only thing you have to do stories. You don't do stories and stories are a must. Not a, not a can I, should I, you must have stories. So anywhere from six to st- six to 10 stories a day, or I do about 10 to 14 a day in average, but start, wow. with, five. start with five, make yourself a deal. Um, just say, if I don't do this, then this happens. I don't know. Um, the only other thing is you have way too many letters on your posts. So Instagram and Facebook, you see how many letters yep. you have? Most yep. of your posts have writing on it. If your picture is more than 20% more than, More than 20% are letters on your picture. Instagram automatically looks at it. It's a flyer. Got it. Flyer, you're selling something. If you're selling something, you should advertise because I want your money.
1: Got it. Okay. So So whatever
0: you want to say, you put it in the body of the post, never onto the picture.
1: So super valuable stuff, uh, folks, for... Those of you in the business, you'll know what I'm talking about, and I would suspect that all businesses are, are bombarded with this type of stuff. The difference here with GoGo and why I was so excited to get her on the podcast today is this is not a program and we're going to get into the program next uh, because I'm going to sign up for it quite candidly. Um, it's not where she is selling leads. This is not where GoGo is saying, hey, come buy the best seller leads for me and the best buyer leads for me. We're bombarded with those ads constantly. We're constantly getting a, hey, we're the new company and hey, we found a way and hey, and hey, and, and they almost never, ever, ever work. What GoGo does, and something I noticed in a video of uh, recent, this is actually a post you just made, uh, I think a couple of days ago, where you were you were doing a, a seminar or a class, and you made everyone take their phone out, and it was so simple but so brilliant. Uh, you were like, "Hey, this is uh, you know James Prendamano here in, uh, in Staten Island, New York. Uh, the market's red hot. Uh, you know if you're uh, don't you want to know what your home is worth?" And it was like a, a, a call to action. You fill out the form. And that's that's not a warm lead. That's not even a hot lead. That's a red hot lead, right? Someone yeah, they is
0: plug there. themselves right like in there, raising their hands. Hey, talk to me. I want to know how much my house is worth.
1: Yeah. So, and
0: maybe then on buy side, seller side. And that's the cool part with social media is that you get to switch. When the market switches, you change up your game. Oh, one day we are doing this. Oh. Today it's not going to work. Let's do this because this is what today's working. And you can do that free. Like it's all built in into your social media. So we do all kinds of, so the bootcamp is what you're talking about. It's called GoGo's Bootcamp. And, Initially, when I got licensed, everybody was making fun of me. Like, are you seriously going to take another selfie? Are you seriously going to, you know, I would go to events and do the selfies and tag the people and tag the location and tag the, you know, business that I was at and get them traffic and get me traffic. It just, you know, all of that. There's a reason to the madness. I don't do anything without the opportunity to get paid for my time. Social media is my job and it's going to become your job. And if you do this right... You're talking about multiple revenues of income. I have over 20, if not almost 30 now, revenues of income. Then I get paid for doing what I do, for being me. Your job is the same thing. As yes, to sell real estate, of course, generate your old leads, buy side, seller side. But then when you do this right and your account is growing, then now you can start promoting local businesses. They're going to pay for your time, for your posts. Like, you'll, you'll learn all that. So the basics, or GoGo's Bootcamp is now hundreds of different videos. It starts from the very, very basics of what your name should be. What is your brand? Because most people on one site, you are James Pred Amano. And on another site, you are Cassandra Properties. And then here, you are Stanton Island's favorite realtor. And on there, you are StantonIsland.com, Properties.com. You know right. what I mean? So that is not okay. You have to figure out what your brand is. When you look at mine, I'm Go-Go's real estate everywhere. Yeah. So that is the number one. So we break it down from the very basics. And then what needs to be in your bio? If your bio doesn't answer these four questions, who you are, what you do, where you do it and how can I get a hold of you, you're wasting your time on social media. There's so many realtors don't even say they're a realtor. If they say they're a realtor, they don't say where. Or their contact button is not filled out. We live in the era of goldfish attention span, meaning three seconds. If I don't have instant gratification, there's not a button I can push and your phone rings. I'm not going from this website to that website to hit the contact button at the top right to go to the bottom and type up an email. And then you're going to get back to me at some point. I don't have patience for that. I'm going to go to the next realtor who has a cell phone number. I can just click the button and they're going to answer. Let's hope because many realtors don't answer their phones. So the goal with the boot camp was initially I got stopped in places like, oh my gosh, why do you do this? How do you do that? Blah, blah, blah. I would answer the same question 10 times over in a day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't keep doing this. So instead, I recorded myself answering the same question and there's so the course is just hundreds of videos of anything from the basics of social media to all kinds of tips of tips of how to lead generate and you know how to feed things over with zapier how to get notifications like all of the systems anything from my google drives to my documents everything is in that course what i have today it's in that course
1: so um if if we can i'm sorry just spend a few more minutes on the details of the course right so it's brand continuity it's mm-hmm. the basics um, but how far into the weeds do you get and is it geared toward uh, the individual agent? Is it geared toward a company um, and and if you are to subscribe to it, uh, how does that work? Like does it can the company sign up at once? Does one person do it and impart it? Is it individual? if you can just get into those details.
0: Yeah so I would say, in, in a way, it's individual, but now we have multiple broker owners that are a part of our, they are our students. Now, the goal is, it is geared to the individual to be able to brand yourself. Now, they might be branding you, but they are still branding. They still have to understand why they're doing what they're doing there's still a brand in the end of the day that you are promoting. Now it might not be your own. The course is built to have that individual agent process, but your agents, they are individual agents within your brokerage. So they're still promoting themselves, which in return will generate you money within your brokerage.
1: So uh, what, what can, you know, someone reasonably expect? So I'm a, I'm a very much so in a personality like yourself. If I say yeah. I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. This is something I'm absolutely committed to. It's something I was very uncomfortable with in the past. Um, part of my issue when we started with social media, and um, we've talked about this a little bit on the show, was uh, I, I'm a deal guy, right? I'm also yeah. a vicious negotiator. I'm a, yeah. I'm a strong marketer. Uh, and I've got a really good sense of the markets. So I've been predicting markets for years now well, that's
0: your thing then. That's what you're going to do. So mine shifted. Initially, it started out with that next transaction. It started out of like, this is what I'm working on. This is how much money I saved for my clients. This is how fast I sold their properties. This is how we did post-closing occupancy, so they only had to move once. Did you even, do you even know what post-closing occupancy is? So initially, it started out on that real estate transactional side, but then eventually, I grew into where I would mostly start talking to agents to help change their lives. So today, I mostly coach. I don't do transactions anymore, so mine changed. But if your cup of tea is that, Hey, I know the market best, then your videos are going to be, Hey, I know the market best. And this is what I want to talk about today. So that as soon as you start talking and that information comes out on your mouth, that makes you the expert just automatically. So then I don't have to have a listing presentation. I never had one is because they knew they wanted to work with me before I ever stepped a foot in on the door. The only reason they knew they wanted to work with me is because I allowed them to get to know me. So in their eyes, I was already an expert before I ever stepped a foot in on the door. I never had to go in and interview for a listing. Well, actually, I lied. There were a couple of times where they, they interviewed multiple people, but they probably didn't know me personally from social media. They just probably hired me off of my Zillow uh, five stars or my Google five stars. They didn't actually know my knew my character. If they knew me from social media, I always got the job before I ever stepped in on the door so your job is to do just that is to be you whatever and you will see James like you it's going to come so natural because you're going to be talking about the things that's so close to your heart something that you know absolutely everything about the only difference is now the camera's on
1: yeah so are you focusing on um is lead generation a a part of the the focus of the course or is it Uh, You know, because I I noticed that in some of the reviews, like it showed, I got 416 leads from this and I got 397 leads from that. Uh, Are you actually going through that process in the course and teaching people?
0: So there's two sides, well, actually multiple sides to the course. So let's start with the organic side. So my business partner is Sammy. Sammy is one of the reason he's my business partner, because he's one of the absolute best uh, digital marketers in the world. If you ask me, my two cents, my opinion. So he, his course, which is fit, which is finesse digital marketing is inside of Google's bootcamp. So when I teach in the bootcamp, I teach organic. I've never, I t- still to the day, I've never run a, an ad. You, the ads you see, it's for my bootcamps. I don't run ads for lead generation. Now we are going to start working on that too. We actually have our first ad that we are working on. That's going to probably start running here in two weeks. So I don't teach ads, but well, we have an ad course inside of the bootcamp. So we hit you from both angles, I will teach you the basics and the high level of anything social media that's organic marketing. And then Sammy will teach you now you have the base, now you have the audience, now people start paying attention. Now throw 10 bucks at it, 50 bucks at it, $5,000 at it, whatever your budget is, and start running ads organically. So the reason why your leads that are coming in are may not be as good as you said when you run it on Google and Facebook is because that's not an organic audience. They don't know you. So now you're spending more money to get in front of people that did not opt in to get to know you. When you do the right thing organically, you're going to have tens of thousands of organic followers. So if I, if I ever spend money on ads, it's probably going to cost me five cents because they already opted in to be. In my audience. Now I just, the only job for that ad is to actually show up in their feed. So it's Mm -hmm. much cheaper than targeting cold audiences. So you'll get all that. You'll get organic and you'll get ad. Now I can't talk about the ad ones because I don't do them, but there's hundreds of videos on the ad course as well that you can plug in and literally, we give you our ads, copy word for word. You literally copy and paste it into your ad account and run the ad. Everything that we do, we give you an unbranded version of that. So it's not going to have GoGo's real estate anywhere. It's not gonna have GoGo's bootcamp anywhere. You're gonna, it says your brand here. So you're just gonna type in your brand right there. The ad copy is yours. There's multiple of those. Then there's mindset. As you said, I believe your 90% of your success is these six inches between your ears, this right here. So it's huge. Mindset is the absolute like <laughs> it is, it is the basics and it is the everyday. If you don't have the right mindset, I always knew, even when I was a brand new agent, I felt like people were lucky they get to work with me.
1: It's amazing. It's amazing, amazing outlook. And that confidence is so, so, so important.
0: So important. Because when you go in there shaking like a leaf, I go in there and I tell that Mr. and Mrs. Potential Seller, I said, when I talk to you, I talk to you assuming I got the job.
1: Right. Know your worth, right? There like, it is. Yeah,
0: I never say if you work with me because if, just forget the word if altogether, never ever use it again. If it's a 50-50 chance, it could go right or wrong. The right. word you're going to replace it with is when. Right. When you work with me, this is how I work. This is what you're going to get for the money.
1: Right. Assuming it.
0: the job is mine.
1: So go, go. At what point does, so the, on my personal Insta, I think I'm up somewhere around 6,500 followers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we've got like 11,000 or 12,000 followers on YouTube. Is, is that enough of an audience to start converting Uh through your boot camp and the organic way of doing this? I mean, how, how big of an audience do you need before you start to actually see results?
0: And that's the other thing, what are you generating audiences for? So yeah, you have 6,100, but if you're want audience for lead generation purposes in Stanton Island, I don't know out of those 6,100, how many of them are actually in Stanton Island. Some, some could be in India, some could be in Mumbai. I have no idea, you know? So what you want to want to do is to learn the, the tagging location and tagging people. That's what's going to grow your account. But in order to do that, you have to start stories. So you remember the one that I did with the swipe up a couple of days ago that you watched? Yep. I said, what area? Because you're going to swipe up and you're going to tag the area because that's how you control the location. So there are people that follow Stanton Island because they're curious of what's happening in Stanton Island. They might not follow you. They're not interested in real estate. They don't know you from that. Yep. But just because they follow Stanton Islands and now your post pops up, because you text Stanton Islands, now they're going to see your post. Now they're going to be like, oh, I kind of like this James dude. I had no idea he's the lead agent at Cassandra Properties. Let me follow him. So now you're controlling the market of where people are following you from. Got it. So it's just depending what your reasoning is. To me, it does not matter because I do this for coaching purposes. So my client, my ideal audience is anyone who's a licensed realtor anywhere. Got so it. I'm not location but just depending what you are running your different we never do i don't post to post and that is the first thing this is one of the first thing you're going to learn you don't post to post you post with an idea what is the outcome that you want from this post so you have to think it through okay if i'm doing a swipe up because i want to get buyers where do i want those buyers okay i want them in stanton Island. so you're gonna swipe up with your story and you're gonna go location you're gonna get Stanton islands then you're gonna say okay who am i looking for buyers Swipe up again, hashtag buyers. Move it down to the bottom right corner. So there is a reason for tags and hashtags. You must do stories. You must tag your location in every single story. So let me see in every single post. Let me see if you do that.
1: So I, I, I think the uh, yep. a big problem is people get lost in uh, the post to post. Like you said, there's not... You're not posting for a purpose. It's, a oh, I know I'm supposed to put up X amount of posts a day and people end up throwing things up. It's not clear. It's not direct. It's not focused. And yeah. that's where you-
0: say things like, happy Monday. Right. Guess what? We all know it's Monday. Right. Okay. Yep. So that's boring. You're not capturing their attention. There's no reason for them to comment. There's no reason for them to leave a note or send you a DM. You're not asking them anything. You're not entertaining them. There's not a thought process behind it. You just post it to post.
1: So- I feel like I can keep you here for hours. I know you've got a hard stop in like 60 yep. seconds. Um, how, what's the best way for people to contact you and to sign up for the site, right? And, yeah. and so
0: the and, GoGo's Bootcamp, it's very simple. There? Yeah, it's gogosbootcamp.com. Um, It is 1497 I think right now. So it's a little short of $1,500. The way I look at it is this. And you can even make monthly payments for six months, like 200 something a month, you know, if you can't afford that upfront. Here's how I look at it. What's your average price range, James, in your area?
1: I mean, we do commercial. So on the commercial side, I would say the average price is probably three, four million. On the residential side, the average price is probably six, seven hundred.
0: Okay, so at seven hundred, let's do residential because most agents are residential. But on the commercial side, imagine if you were that commercial social media agent, which is very rare. I don't really know one. Then I and can just. We are that agent. There you yeah. go. So that is, it will be very simple for you to be that commercial agent on social media. Very simple. You're already doing it. You just have to video self, videotape yourself doing it. On um, the residential side, so if it's 700, you are talking 20, $21,000 as a commission. If you just get, if my course sucks, if it's the suckiest course you've ever learned or signed social media and all you get is one measly lead from it, it will pay for itself yep. 18 times over. If you just get one shitty ass average lead.
2: Yeah,
1: without a doubt, de- look, this is the place that agents should be investing. Their Into is in Is in the currency of social media. I
0: spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on courses, hundreds of thousands of dollars on events, books, talking to people. I pay for people's time mm-hmm. just to have an hour with me so I can pick their brain.
1: Absolutely. No no yeah, doubt. I mean, you are
0: the average of the five people you surround yourself with and one of my favorite other quote is if you keep doing what you my favorite thing is they tell me what's not working I tell them what they need to do but they're like oh I can't do that. Okay so let me get this straight. You want to get here. Right. You're here. You want to get here but you want to continue doing everything you've been doing to get here but you're expecting to with same work ethic same effort to get here. You got to
1: give like up that. go up go go does Got not you. work like that.
0: The definition of ex- uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yep. If you want a different result, you're going to have to do something different. It's that simple.
1: Amen. Well, Gogo, thank you so much for your time today. Please tell Dwayne we appreciate the guest appearance. Uh, I am absolutely going to take the course. And I'd love to double back to you at some point to talk about it in more detail.
0: Absolutely. Best way to get a hold of me since you asked that is GoGo's Real Estate on Instagram, on every other platform, including LinkedIn, email, anywhere else I have virtual systems, you're not going to get me. If you want to get me directly, it's Gogos Real Estate on Instagram.
1: All right, folks, Gogo Beth Key, the social media queen of real estate. Thank you so much for your time. This was a real treat.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Bye, guys.
1: Take care, as always, everyone. We appreciate the uh, the audience, the follows, the likes, the comments, the criticism. Keep them all coming, everyone out there. Stay safe.